Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. If you will, take your Bibles and open them, please, or your iPhones or iPad or whatever is at your disposal to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, I want to begin with verse 1. And I want to read down through verse 8. Romans chapter 1, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. And we're going to read down through verse 8. I had another direction that I was going to go. um, But I just feel Holy Spirit uh, would have us to hear this this morning. So, uh, everybody got Romans chapter 5, verse 1? Say amen. Amen. If you don't, say hold up. All right, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have peace access by faith in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I want you to pay close attention to verses 6, 7, and 8. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died For the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet for adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. And this is the clincher. Verse 8. But God. Look at your neighbor and say but God. Do it again. But God. Now look at your other neighbor and do it again. But God. But God demonstrates his love toward you in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want to read that one more time because I want you to get this. But God. Every one of us, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your name is, doesn't matter your status socially, doesn't matter your financial status, every one of us here this morning, there is a but God in your life. But God, I tell you what, go ahead and sit down real fast, but God, there is a but God in every 
individual's life that is here this morning. You might say, well, Pastor, <coughs> my wife or my husband demanded that I come today. I don't want to be here. I wanted to do something else, but I was pressured to be here this morning. You might say, Pastor, I am here this morning. I don't care what you have to say. I don't really want to hear what you have to say. And I especially don't want to hear you talk about my sins and all of that. It doesn't matter if you're one of those or something else. There is a but God in your life. You say, well, Pastor, what are you talking about, that but God? I'm talking about but God in your life is when the enemy of your soul, which is Satan himself, desires to destroy, to steal from you, to kill you, and destroy. The Bible says that he is like a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour. And you might say, well, pastor, I'm here, so I've not been devoured yet. But the Bible talks about that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You don't recognize that because of your lack of knowing Christ that it is affecting your life. But I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, that a lack of knowing Jesus Christ will have an, an effect on your life. But God. So the but God is this. What, listen, what we don't know would blow our minds. And I don't know, listen, I don't know why Holy Spirit led me in this direction this morning, but I don't have any more sense but then to just follow what Holy Spirit is saying. But God, whoever's upstairs, can you bring that back up? But God, Romans 5, 8. But God. You see, the but God in your life is this. When you're driving down the road and you don't know it, but you're meeting a drunk headed your way. He has been all over the road. He is on the wrong side of the road, running people off the road, and you don't know it, but you're about to meet him. And he is on the wrong side of the road. But God. Right before you guys meet, something happens. He gets back over on his side of the road. You didn't even know it. You didn't even think about it. But God. You see, but God is that little thing that started happening in your body. And you kept passing it off and passing it off. Thinking that it would go away, but it didn't. And the doctor said, I can't do anything. That was years ago. And here you sit today. 
but God. You see, but God is when I was acting a fool. When I was drinking, shooting, smoking, sticking my body with everything imaginable. When I had lost control of my mind. When I had lost control of my life. And I was coasting through life thinking that all was lost but God. You see, this but God demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, I go back to that night on a hill in Judea when the shepherds were watching their sheep and all of a sudden out of the heavens appeared an angel with an announcement that said there is one that is going to be born in the city of Bethlehem. And, and the, the heavenly hosts began to worship and began to praise him and give him glory. You see, that was a but God moment because the devil thought that I've got this world in my hands ever since Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden. Uh, the devil had control. He had the upper hand. He had that title deed to man's soul. But God, but God demonstrated his love. Even that while I was yet a sinner, but God. Even though I didn't even want God, but God. Even though I tried to push him out of my mind, but God. Even though I rejected him and didn't want any part of Jesus in my life but God I'm telling you this morning and I'm a little bit excited so please bear with me but God because I understand in my life there have been so many times that I was so far down the road so far headed to destruction and so many times I had no hope and I was lost and had no peace within but God But God, you see, the beauty of all of this is, ladies and gentlemen, is that Jesus came and died for a people that would reject him. You see that? But God. Even while I was yet in my sins, he came. You see, one thing that has been proven in 2020 is that man is not in control. It has been proven in 2020 that your 401k, your bank account, can get unplugged overnight. It has been proven in 2020 that we are powerless against certain things. But God. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a day, and I believe it's going to be soon, 
that the scripture in the book of Philippians that says that God gave him a name that is above every other name. And that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. Every angel in heaven, every human on earth, and every demonic power under the earth will bow the knee and confess <clears throat> that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What an amazing thing. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Worship team, you guys come. You say, Pastor, is this it? <laughs> well, in a minute, yeah. You say, Pastor, what... What is, what's the big deal? I, I'm a good person. I love people. I even pay, give the church money every once in a while. I, I do good things. I don't beat my wife. I don't beat my husband. I, I provide for my family. I do all those things, Pastor. So I know that everything's good, and, and I know that I'm going to make it. I know that I'm going to be all right. I know that I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good person. So Jesus didn't come to earth as a baby in the manger for good people. He came for people that were lost. He came for people that were bound under the bondage and the power of sin. You see, the Bible says this, that, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. It's not the fact of whether or not you are a good person. The matter is, has the blood of Jesus been applied to your life? Because on that day, when Jesus comes back, can you think about it like this? We're about to celebrate something that took place over 2,000 years ago, and that is the birth of Jesus. But we're right on the precipice of the other coming of Jesus. And it won't be in a manger. It won't be told to shepherds in the field. It'll be in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of a trumpet. Jesus 
is going to split the sky. And those of us who are born again, who know him as our Lord and Savior, are going to exit planet Earth in the twinkling of an eye. You're going to look around and people are going to be gone. In the twinkling of an eye, the Bible says we, the dead in Christ, are going to rise first. And then we, which are alive and remain, are going to be caught up, snatched up, and together we're going to be with him in heaven. I've been saying this on Wednesday night. You don't want to miss that second coming. You see, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means every one of us in here, good boys, good girls, good old boys, and good old gals, we've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. But God, but God has given us a way out, and his name is Jesus. There's an old song that, that has been on my mind all week. And I've been singing it. I've been singing it in my truck, and my truck tore up. And I started singing it in Judy's car, and the engine light came on. I don't know what the deal is, but I've been singing it. I'm not going to sing it this morning. But... It goes like this. Talks about troubles sometimes are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Some of you young folks said, Did George of Clay sing that? No, they didn't. Freedoms we all hold dear. Now we're at stake. Humble your hearts to God, safe from the chastening rod. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, Jesus is coming soon. Troubles will soon be o'er. Lasting forevermore. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming soon. Y'all saw that sign language? Sister Sandy said, don't even go there, Pastor. Would you stand with me, please? You see, <clears throat> this morning, to celebrate Christmas without celebrating Christ is empty. To want to experience the joy of the season. without knowing the one who brought joy is empty. 
So this morning, I want you, if you will, to give me just a few moments and listen. Wow. They haven't even got the breakfast off of the buffet yet. And I'm about to let you go. So I want you to give me just a few minutes. And unless you've got an emergency, please don't be moving around. Because I believe there's, this is a very, very serious moment. And I'm going to ask you, if you will, to bow your heads. And I don't want you to look at your neighbor. And I don't want you to see or base your decision off of what your neighbor is doing. But I want to ask you this question this morning. We read in the Word of God and we know exactly what it was like on that night when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We know exactly what took place on that fateful night. But we also read in the Word of God that He didn't come to be celebrated as a baby, but He came to be celebrated as a Savior and as a Redeemer. So the most important thing for us to gather out of that is that yes, it was an awesome night in Bethlehem. But the most important thing is, what am I doing with Jesus? So this morning, I want to ask you today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, what are you doing with Jesus? I don't care about what your mom and dad have done. It's not about what grandma and grandpa did. It's not even about what your husband or your wife is doing. But what are you doing? doing with Jesus do you know him personally do you have relationship with him do you want to experience the true joy of the season and the true peace of the season it can only be found by knowing the one who authored joy and peace. So with that, I ask you this question. Do you know Jesus? Is your relationship with Christ where it needs to be? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, Pastor, I'm not sure about my relationship with Christ. I don't really know him as my Lord if that's you this morning I'm going to ask you to do something that will require courage boldness and faith I'm going to ask you just to slip your hand up across this building no one looking around I'm not going to come back nobody's going to embarrass you I'm not even going to ask you to come forward or anything like that. I'm asking you today to make a decision right where you are right now about Jesus Christ. 
If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. Come on and lift up your hands. All over this building, lift up your hands and say, yes, I want to know Christ. I want to know Jesus. I want to know him as the Lord and the master of my life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for lifting your hands. Listen, you can put your hands back down. The worship team's about to sing. And we're going to open this altar up this morning. And if you made that decision and you'd like to come to the altar, feel free to do so. Because we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you today that the decision that you made is going to be a lifetime decision that's going to change your life. You might be here this morning. You might say, Pastor, I know Jesus, but I really want my family to get connected with Him. I really want my husband, my wife. I want us to be leaders to our children, to lead them into Christians, into Christianity, to lead them in following Christ. So as this altar is open this morning, if you want to just take your spouse, your husband or wife by the hand, maybe you want to get your children and say, hey, let's go this morning. We're going to make our journey today down to the altar. And we're going to make a commitment that in 2021, we're going to follow Christ. We're going to experience the joy and the peace that only He can bring. As they sing this morning, this altar is open. If the altar's where you need us, take me there, take me there. What you need is just an offering. My life is here, it's right here, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. Lord, 
Brother John's got something he wants to share with us, and then Pastor started out this morning. I hadn't been obedient, so I want to be obedient. Pastor started out this morning talking about a prophetic word or a prophetic word. Many of us really understand what a prophetic word is. Israel did not understand it for 400 years. What happened to the land? What happened with no prophetic word from God? He, he destroyed them. He took them back down and ground them to powder. Are you going to let that happen here? No. Are you going to let this church close? No. You say that, but what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? Bible says, go ye therefore into all the world and what? And those who? What are you doing? Are you really honestly preaching the gospel? Because I'm going to tell you what. Everyone in this crowd, everyone here today is prophetic. Because you have a prophetic word that's birthed inside of you. You're a prophet, you're a king, and you're a priest. I don't care if you're a woman or a man. I don't care if you're a child. He used a boy to influence Israel. If he can use that, how come he can't use you? Mm. I have a dream. I have a vision. God's birthed me with a vision. Okay? How many of you know if you don't do something about your vision, what happens? Huh? What happens? People that a vision perish. If this church, ask Cornelius, if this church don't have a vision, what's going to happen to it? It's going to dry up and blow away. Do you want to see that happen? No. See, I don't. I've got plans for this church because I come here. Now, 
How many of you is going to go out and evangelize? We can all do something instead of watching it dry up. Now, I don't care about a virus. You care about a virus? What I care about is God. What I care about is pleasing Jesus Christ. How many of us? Really, really, honestly talking to the only person. Because you're the ones that's going to make a difference. You're the ones that's going to stand in the gap. But how many of us really care? Think about it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we've, we've discovered or we've seen that it's not Sunday morning church that changes a nation. But it's the mouthpieces of those that have been born again that go out and witness and declare his name that changes a nation. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask our ushers this morning if you'll come. Um, and we're going to receive this morning's tithe and offering. <clears throat> do want to tell you this it is so awesome to have all of our guests here this morning amen, amen. amen. yes come on McCullough let's give all of our guests a great big hand but we are brother Tommy Yes, sir. I didn't, I didn't think there was going to be but one, so yeah, we got two, so that's good. But we are glad that you chose to come today, and man, just appreciate our children's church, Pastor Tammy, Extreme Kids, such an awesome uh, performance this morning. And I do want to encourage you, Mom and Dad, if you, if you currently don't have a place that you are worshiping together with your family uh, find that place uh, we'd love to have you here uh, but if you don't want to come here find that place where you can go with your family your children get involved encourage them uh, make sure your children are in church lead them with it with an example so this morning we're, got, we're about to receive our tithe and offering. And if you've got a tithe or an offering, if you just want to hold it in your hands, we're going to pray over that this morning. And at the same time, I want to pray for those today that, that made decisions this morning. That it won't stop here, but that it will become a lifestyle for you. Let's pray. Father, we come this morning and we thank you today, God, that you came. Thank you, Father, today that we can say, but God. But God. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, we're thankful this morning. And Father, I know today that 
that as your word went forth this morning that there many people whether they're in this sanctuary whether they were in the parking lot listening on the radio station or whether uh, they're listening through live stream this morning there are people today that made decisions to follow you so father we pray for them lord that not only will they make a decision today but father that it will be a decision that will be a lifetime decision for them god that they will follow it up with baptism father god to identify themselves with you and father that they will become that mouthpiece that voice that cries out that voice of witness that declares the need for Jesus father I pray your blessings over them this morning I pray your blessings over those today that that have brought their tithe and their offering into the storehouse today father I thank you this morning that that when we give into your kingdom that we're not subject to the Dow Jones or we're not subject to a government handout but father we are in the economy of heaven lord that that economy that never has a downturn that economy that never sees a depression so father we're thankful today and i bless them i speak your blessings over their families over their children god that in this season father that sickness would be rebuked from their family that disease would be bound from their families and their homes and that they might walk in the blessing the health and the wholeness that you said in psalm 103 that you would forgive us of our iniquities you would heal us of our diseases you would crown our heads with loving kindness and tender mercies you would deliver us from destruction and you would satisfy our mouths with good things in jesus name amen